Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Winchester Radio. That was then. This is now another edition of our podcast to survive the latest. This is getting shorter. We're tomorrow, September 1st, and then we've just got to get through September, and then it'll be October, and Supernatural will premiere. Um, we have, uh, we're going to discuss three just classic, classic episodes tonight. Uh, it's a Meg Fest, for sure. Um, before we get started, um, our guest call-in number is, if anybody wants to join in, make a comment, have a question, please feel free. It's just uh, just the Winchester Radio girls talking tonight. Uh, it's 347-205-9801. Um, you can listen to us at blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard. If you want to go back into the archives, you can also do that except for Winchester Radio. Uh, you can find everything you need to know about the podcast and supernatural news, etc., on winchesterbros.com, Facebook and Twitter, Winchester Bros. And uh, you can also find a link to the podcast on our website, winchesterbros.com. So uh, let's talk about the episodes, and I'm sure there's other bits of news and things uh, to talk about later, but we can get started. We've got Shadow, Devil's Trap, and Born Under a Bad Sign. So do I start at the beginning, start at the end, mix it up with Shadow. Go for it. What? Shadow is actually my favorite, favorite favorite episode to this day it still holds up and it's like my comfort episode it's when I know I can't think of anything else to watch at all I will put on Shadow it's just so good and there's so much about it that's so good aside from the fact that I love Meg and we're having a Meg fest hello John Winchester (laughs) yeah yeah it was uh I haven't seen an episode with John in a in a little while, and I was like, "Wow, just just wow to see him again, and to see him with Sam and Dean, and to see what happens when Dad is in the room." You know, it's like the the pecking order changes, the attitudes change. I had like I know, but I had forgotten all the yes, sir, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Yeah, and how easily good. they both fall into it without even thinking. They go right back to yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's I, Sam and John's reunion. Right. And I have to say, I, as much as I love Rachel Miner as Meg, whom I do, I love Rachel Miner, um, but Nikki Acox, I've been a fangirl of hers for years, so when she first appeared, you know, in Scarecrow, I was like, oh, my God, it's Nikki, ah, you know. And so, yeah, I just love seeing Nikki as Meg. There's just some little twinkleness of evilness in her eyes or something. I don't know how to say it, but I just really mm-hmm. love Nikki. Yeah, I, I, she never, is, I didn't know she was amazing. Nikki A. Cox was before Supernatural. I had no idea who she was. And I love any any version of Meg I love desperately. But um 
I think Nikki did a really good job in Scarecrow and then going into Shadow for the introduction of the character and really giving us a feel of who the character was going to be. And, you know, that moment where you see when her and Sam run into each other at the bar and that moment for, like, Sam and for us where it's like, she shouldn't be here. And we already know. Mm. But Sam doesn't. And it's just like, oh, where is this going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I always, whenever I watch it, I thought about it again today when I was rewatching. When um, Sam first goes up to Nikki at her table, she's sitting there um, talking to another guy, and he's getting up and leaving. And I always want to know, so what was she talking with to this? You know, what was she talking about with this guy? You know, I'm really dying mm-hmm. to know what conversation she was mm-hmm. having with that other guy. So, have you seen any tall, moose-like men come into this bar? You know, what is she talking about? Kind of walking away from Meg for a second. One of the other things that I I love in retrospect about this episode, because of course, when I first saw one of this episode, it wasn't something unique. But you know, they no longer do. The dress up. Now they, you know this is them. You know they dress up and their work jumpsuits actually say Sam and Dean on them, and they don't do that anymore. And, uh, no, you know, it's, it's, it's either strictly, a suit or nothing. FBI now. Yeah, strictly <laughs> FBI now. And I miss, I miss them doing the, I miss them cosplaying. I really miss them cosplaying mm-hmm. as things other than an agent. Um, yeah, that's and, that's all they do. Well, I just realized when I said it's either a suit or nothing. It'd be awesome if it was nothing. <laughs> I did not think of that that way. I think, no. A haunted nudist would be interesting. I don't know if I want to watch them fight like that, though, because that's just comical. So we're getting to that part of the podcast really early this time. Okay. <laughs> um, five minutes. Oh, but, geez. Um. I will say also, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, in this episode, we also get, you know, like one of the things I miss again is Dean's EVP meter. I really miss that. Um, And this is one of those episodes where you get smart Dean because he's the one who sees the pattern in the blood, which on Mm -hmm. the hand, I always always kind of thought, well, that's, you know, you're you're not looking for a pattern and you saw a pattern. Okay. It's a very smart mm-hmm. thing for him to do, which is fine. Yeah. But I miss I miss consistent moments like that about Dean because I, and we've discussed this before, I have a really big aversion to dumb Dean. It really mm-hmm. bothers me when, when an episode plays that goes the dumb Dean route because I think Dean Winchester is extremely intelligent, far smarter than I will I ever do be. I do, too. Yeah, I hate dumb Dean. Sometimes it's clearly, dumb you know, because it's an easy out. <laughs> yeah, you know, or easy for humor. Yeah, or it's easy humor. Dean doesn't understand, and Sam gets to get, Sam gets to explain. Um, yeah, but because we know that Sam, we learn in season eight that Sam clearly thinks that Dean is not just competent and smart, but mm-hmm. a genius, which is yeah. what fandom has been well, going about for eight years. And in one of these episodes, and I'm, I'm sorry, I watched all three, so I'm not exactly sure because it's a little bit of a throwaway, but, but Sam says to Dean, oh, you know, uh, uh, 
condescendingly, what's the last book you read? And I wanted Dean to say Breakfast of Champions, Kurt Vonnegut, you know, because we find out later he's yeah. read that and he is a reader and that's a dumb Dean moment and it bugged me. <laughs> so Exactly. Anyway. And you can hand wave it in a way that, you know, Sam wouldn't expect that of Dean and Dean's not going to give up that information about himself. You can hand wave mm-hmm. it, but as a viewer, um, as a viewer, it's hard to take because yeah. And I think, well, you know, kind of veering off course a little bit, the show has lost a little bit of how smart Sam is as well because you know, you know we're kind of getting back to him as far as him researching that he's a geek in that way. But Sam, both boys are extremely, you know, off the charts smart naturally. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the show them enough credit for that for the the yeah. brains and the brawn together. But yes, yeah. I do like that too. I do enjoy that it seems to be the one who sees um, the pattern in the blood. I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. Now yeah. we have a we have a caller. We can take the caller, or we can say, "Dear caller, hang caller. on a couple minutes." So, shall we say hello? Hello. Yes. Yes. Hello. Hello, hello. caller. <laughs> Welcome to Winchester Radio. <laughs> Are y'all talking to me? It's hard to tell. I've never done this before. Oh, we're oh, talking girl. to you. Yeah, you just talk <laughs> back to us. <laughs> and you talk back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, okay, anyways, so I totally love Supernatural. I've been watching since it first came out, and I had never seen this before. I saw it online from my Twitter account. I was like, oh, cool. So I thought I'd call because I love every episode. And we're talking Great. about, what, Born Under a Bad Sign, Devil's Trap, and what was the other one, Shadow? Shadow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, those are all freaking fantastic. <laughs> we totally we won't argue with, with that. <laughs> well, I've been, like, <laughs> listening to what you're saying, and it's so funny because I seriously never thought anybody really cared that much about it like I did to think the same things I always thought about it. So it's cool to know I'm not alone in that. You're definitely not alone. There's a lot more of us out there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I just Mark. never really checked into it that much because anytime I would ask friends about it, they're like, no, I don't know what that show is. I'm like, man, you're missing out. Seriously. I, you need to turn them I on to this great awesome show. I do. I, I converted to... some friends to Supernatural. I, like, forced them to watch it, and before you know it, they're all like, oh, that's pretty good, and oh, they've got good writers, and oh, my God, that's so funny. My husband recently decided it's a pretty darn good show, even though it took a long time for him to watch it with me. (laughs) Well, better late than never, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, you just got to get people to give it a chance. You know, for years we've called it the little show that could because it's, you know, it was a little bit tough to get a break, and sometimes at the towards the beginning it was tough to get publicity. And then we were like, at the end of every season, we would like, you know, you just you just prayed to whatever deity you you had that like, please <laughs> let it come back, please. Yeah, well, you know, and, it always has because it does have everything anybody would want in it. Just there's all this other crap out there that people watch that they think is good, but this is way better. You know, it's mm-hmm. so witty. The comedy in it is perfect you know you've got sam's you know intellectual side and then dean who's just like the rest of us (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's just funny it's it's really good 
and I always enjoyed it a lot. It, I had like a very, you know, I, you feel like you know the characters, and that's not something you come across that often, I don't think, anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I agree with that. You do kind of... Mm-hmm. You, you like actually Well, you know, for this to be a show that doesn't have a lot of publicity, really, not not a ton of people watch it. A lot of people do, but not as many as should. But you know, it there's like, oh, what was I going to say? Sorry, y'all. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> what was your name? Okay, well, I know. Oh, my name's Whitney. Sorry, I totally didn't even think about that. I feel like I'm literally just talking on the phone to some friends or something because I'm just on my cell phone without my Well, you kind of are. <laughs> you kind of are because so are we. <laughs> We're in different states, and, and um, I'm sorry, we should have started by, by saying our names because it has been a, a little while. Um, you're Whitney. I'm Susan. And? I'm Vinny. I'm Becky. And I'm Becky. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> have you ever been to a convention? I have. I went to a convention. Oh, gosh, what year was it? I'm not even sure. It was uh, probably like three years ago or so. I was in Dallas at the time. I'm in California now. But, uh, yeah, I went to it, and I, I met, I remember I met Ash, whatever his real name is, mm-hmm. Chad something, President O. And, oh, when I talked to Yellow Eyes, I talked to him for a while at the bar. So it was mm-hmm. really interesting to see them, you know, not in their character from the show. Was was mm-hmm. that the Dallas con that only Jared was at? Jensen had to cancel. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Only Jared was I, there. That's right. I was there too. Really? That is so funny because you know everybody's like, "What? What's a supernatural convention?" You know. <laughs> I still was yeah, a friend of mine went. Over and auditioning for a commercial at the hotel that weekend. And oh, there was really? all, yeah, there's all kinds of like fancy dressed little eight and nine year olds running around. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, there was. Oh yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, toddlers and tiaras. <laughs> yeah, right. Toddlers, tiaras, and supernatural all in one place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's scarier. <laughs> That just gave me, you know, it's like I can see Sam and Dean having to check out a little kid's beauty pageant because of some demon or something there. That that would make a really good episode. I would love that. <laughs> I would love for them to have to fight, like, fight a tiny little toddler. Oh, that would make my life. Okay, let's get this to the writers. Robbie Thompson, Adam Glass, get it to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. We really can't use it. We have to just hope that they think of it on their own. That's true. <laughs> you know, they can't take any. They can't take any ideas that are given to them um, for legal reasons. Yeah. So we oh. just have to think it really hard, and hopefully, <laughs> we lost something like really, really subversive honey boo boo tweets or something. Like, hmm. Yeah. Whitney, I'm sorry you left. But uh, thanks for calling, Whitney. And if you call back, oh, I'll put Whitney? you back on the air. Yeah, she she the call dropped a couple minutes ago. Hopefully, uh, yeah, that's maybe it's her cell or something. But yeah, yeah she calls back. Uh, we will put her back on the air. And um, thanks for calling. <laughs> I think what? what she was what what she was saying before we get back to the episodes. Um, it is true about Supernatural. It's one of those shows where. You say it out loud, and everyone kind of looks at you like, yeah, I've never heard of it. 
and everyone tells you, yeah, but are you watching Breaking Bad? And you're like, well, clearly I'm watching Breaking Bad. But you know, <laughs> it's just, or like today I said something, and I was like, well, you know, I do a website for a show on Supernatural, and the girl had no reaction. I was like, yeah, nobody knows. And she's like, well, I've heard of it, but I don't know. She's like, it's still on? Yes. And when I went to yeah, I get that. for... Yeah, when I went to customs for VanCon, I learned after the first year to just be really honest about what I was doing because the first year I was like, oh, you're on vacation. And they're like, well, you're from the exact opposite end of the country of your country, so why are you here on vacation? I was like, well, you know, hang out. They're like, do you know people here? Yes. What? Why are you grilling me? And then, oh, well, it's because customs. So I've learned to just be honest and say, well, I'm here for a TV show convention, and they will inevitably ask what show. And this year, the guy was like, so the guy's super natural. He said, isn't that canceled? And I was like, you shut your face. <laughs> and he was I like, I didn't too. know that show was still on. Yeah, he's like, I didn't know that yeah. show was still on. I thought, it was, I thought it ended years ago. And I was like, no. So, I know. That's, I get that, too. And I, I was in Barnes & Noble once buying the Supernatural magazine, and it had you know a great job of both uh, Jared and Jensen on this one. And the, the clerk got all excited in the picture and it really cool. I'm like, yeah, Supernatural, great show. And she goes, oh, she goes, but, but that's Dean from Gilmore Girls. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> she goes, is Supernatural still on? I said, yes, and give me my magazine. I'm out of here. <laughs> no, I'm so used so to people annoying. going, but yeah, oh, that's the show with Eric Brady. And I'm like, oh, yes, the show with Eric Brady. No, yeah, well, I got Gilmore Girls on Jensen will be so pleased that you remember <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we have another caller. We have Yay. another caller, and I, I think this is one of our, our regulars here. Hello, Winchester Radio. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi this is. Uh, 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 do you have me, or do you have somebody else? This is uh, Jenny in uh, Hawaii. I. Oh, hi. Uh, uh, hi. 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 We I have you. <laughs> Okay, I was at Rancon, and I, 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 Susan, I guess you weren't there, but I believe uh, I talked to several other people, and uh, Nikki, uh, and Lenny were there. I don't, I think. At any rate, I didn't see you, and, and I, I was there though, and I was very encouraged going to the airport. My uh, shuttle driver knew about uh, Supernatural, and all his family knew about it, and all the boys were absolutely. Doped on it, you know. They were, which is is quite different than it used to be. Uh, I knew about it before, you know, before it even started. My son told me he said, "You're going to like this one, mom," you know, and I, of course, did. But uh, over here, it was sort of in the doldrums for a while and sort of uh, off the grid. And now it's not. Uh, I can. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people seem to have uh, gotten the word, and I'm I'm really glad. So, uh, but I, did you enjoy the, the uh, convention? Right. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I wish we'd known you were there. We would have liked to say hi. You know, I, yeah, I got. To, um, I talked to one girl who had a picture of Vinny, uh, and I believe it was Becky, and you guys were all sitting at a some cafe or something, and I think her name was Sarah. <laughs> And then I was at the breakfast, and there was a girl with sort of spiky hair. And I went over to her, and she said, oh, yeah, I know them, and I will um, tell them where, you, where you're where you sitting. But 
never saw you. So. <laughs> yeah, we were general admission, so we sat for most, most, almost all the convention. We sat in the very, 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 very back row. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, I was up in the front most of the time, but you know, the, everybody comes and goes at, at, at their whims, so you know. <laughs> But I thought it was great. The the convention was really uh, exciting. It went, it went very smoothly. It was really well. Not all of them go yeah. smoothly as one did, but this this went well. Oh really? Yeah. You know, I Vancouver to any, always seems to go very well. Better than the others. So I haven't been to another one. Uh, I haven't been to Las Vegas or you know any any of the others. So I. Vancouver's the best one, though, too. So you pick the best. You pick the best one, yeah. Yeah, Vancouver's always—it's always a favorite. Um, And you know, you were there, you got to see like, you know, the producers come in and the writers and a bunch of different cast and crew will just step, you know, because they're already there and it's just, you know, and and town for them to show up. And that was so. Mm -hmm. Robert Singer's comments were so interesting and. it's fabulous, and uh, uh, we're going to try to go. Uh, my son is taking me to Comic Con this next year, and he said that oh. I'm going to enjoy that. But I don't know if I'm going. <laughs> I, 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 I did Comic Con last summer in 2012, and it's it's an experience. I will say that, but it's it's yeah. something. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, the line to get into Supernatural, is, oh, yeah. in I my think, opinion, I mean, only rivaled by something that Joss Whedon does. Yeah. It's, 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 that's it's so cool. Insane. Yeah. It's so cool that they, they can still all age. That's amazing. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, but that's, that's um, but I'm, uh, are you going to the next year's um, Vancouver one? I, I, I uh, signed up for it again, so. Most likely, we um, Becky and I try to make everyone Susan, oh. you know, doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, unfortunately, uh, she doesn't. I, I, well, I uh, there's a whole collection of reasons that I, I have a tough time with Vancouver. But uh, I go to Chicago every year. I, that was the oh, first one, yeah, I and that. I do Chicago, and I uh, I'm very lucky. I have front row in, in Chicago, and uh, yeah. you know it does. It's 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 a great convention. Of course, it doesn't get like all the really great crew and writers and everything like VanCon is. And I maybe someday I will get to VanCon, but but uh, Chicago uh, does have the Chicago has the title, and it'll always have the the. Mm-hmm. The crown of being the very first supernatural convention. So, oh, yeah, we are. Have a special place oh, yeah. in, in fandom. It was the first one. Also, oh, also, I one. think, oh. I think, I think of the creation cons. We are the only convention to have Jared Jensen and Misha all on stage as as guests doing Q and A oh. all at the same time. Oh, but, yeah, because you had the one that Jensen crashed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jensen wasn't a wasn't a That's guest right. early, yeah. and he came at the last minute. He didn't. He wasn't signed up for the Q and A, but oh, it was yeah. Misha and Jared, and they were up there having a grand old time. And and uh, Jensen, <laughs> he said he got bored and lonely backstage and came out and <laughs> crashed the line. It was very oh, funny because yeah. the person he 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 barged in on, and then he went up and stage and all that, and she finally got a chance to answer a question and. 
she looked up at Jensen and said, Jensen, you totally Kanye'd me, and it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, one, one good thing about, of course, uh, VanCon is that Russ Hamilton's location tours that, that mm-hmm. take you to the spots and everything, and those are always going to the Men of Letters um, out, the, out the exterior, you know, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was just, it was just all around a, a good experience. But uh, well, I won't, I won't keep hold. Uh, I won't uh, hog the, the phone here. But anyway, I, it was good talking to you. And uh, I was going to ask you something about. Uh, um, Oh, the story slide. I was trying to uh, figure out what that was. It was on Winchester, Winchester Road, and it said Vancon um, has been story slide. And I, what does that mean? Uh, it, it says, That's, yeah. it, um, all, all that is is I took all of our tweets that we tweeted, like, say, for instance, during Jared Jensen's panel. Um, with storyfly.com, uh-huh. you can just go there and you can put all the tweets into one page. That way you can read them all in order. Um Oh. Right there in one place. So yeah, we, I did that with um, each of the panels that we. Oh, created. I see. So you you create a, a a story, or I guess you could do it any way you wanted. You could you could put in what's important to you, or uh, right, right. You could yeah. Yep, you can do it with anything, and um, yeah. we use it. I, you know, I've used it mainly just for cons to put all of our tweets into one place, so it's easier to read that way. Yeah, yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was interesting. I, I didn't, uh, I hadn't seen that before, so that was interesting. But I, I was just amazed the number of people that, that go to every convention. They have been to twelve or fifteen or more, and I can't believe it. You know, all over the world, they keep going to all. Of them. <laughs> I, just, I, mm. I guess it's a, it's a full-time job, it seems, to, to go to. Them, but it's amazing. Anyway, thank you uh, for taking my call, and uh, I'm uh, just to hear about uh, born under a bad sign and oh shadow. That was so good. Yeah. Those are well, all. Thank you so much for calling. It was really good. Yeah, to you again. I, I, I'm sorry I missed you, but maybe uh, at another one. No. Uh, definitely. We'll definitely yeah. have a chance. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, thank you for calling. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Bye-bye. Aloha. 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 Mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo and aloha. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, dear. You speak Hawaiian. <laughs> And you heard the extent of my Hawaiian vocabulary right there. Wow, you know. I'm impressed uh, nonetheless. (laughs) So, one of the things I've always been dying to talk to you guys about, and this is the perfect time to talk about it, is what what all do you think John Winchester knew about Sam and his, what was going to happen with him? So, you know, we... We find, you know, we find out when he dies. When he dies, this is not a spoiler. <laughs> when he dies, second season John um, dies? in the opener. <laughs> you know, he whispered. What? I know. I sorry, he was the Bean guy. <laughs> but you know, he whispers to to Bean. You know, he may have to kill Sam someday. So, what all do you think? How much do you think John knew about Sam? 
Did he? Do you think he knew? I think because he, he was possessed by he yellow was eyes, he knew it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he, he knew it all. I don't think he knew. I don't think he knew that Sam was going to be Lucifer's vessel because I don't think that's something that Azazel knew. Because if you remember, initially, you know, we got all these, you know, everyone likes to refer to Sam as the, the boy king and all this. But right, Sam right. was never supposed to be the boy king. He was just supposed to be the general. He was supposed to lead the army. Mm-hmm. Um, but the boy king is something that, you know, Sam kind of latched on to. So I think that's what John knew. I think John thought, Sam is going to, you know, lead this demon army. And I, I think he knew the full extent of it, being that he had Azazel in his head, you know, or Azazel in his body. So I think John mm-hmm. knew everything. I don't think Azazel, I don't think Azazel hid any of that from him because I think, you know, headcanon, my headcanon is that Azazel, obviously being the bad guy, thought he was going to win this, this fight, and he, for all intents and purposes, tortured John internally with all this knowledge. If he knew all that, though, why didn't he arm Sam and Dean with it? With it? I mean, they, he, you know, it would have helped them a whole heck of a lot in, in the fight if, if he just talked some more. Sorry? Hmm? Because, because then we wouldn't have had a season two. There would be no plot. No, besides that. <laughs> but... But, uh, well, you know, but again, who knows? John Winchester, who knows? Maybe maybe he knew it and then Azazel made him forget it or part of it or some of it or whatever served his purpose he left. I, think, I don't know. Like, my headcanon, again, has always been that I don't think John wanted to tell Dean the full extent of what he knew for different reasons. One, kind of on a time crunch. And two, I think he was afraid of how Dean would take the information. Mm-hmm. And what what Dean would do with the information? Not that Dean would so much hurt Sam, but maybe that he would look for the wrong signs about Dean. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, if he had told Dean, Dean would have told Sam. I think it would have been a little bit easier for you know, okay. as Sam started going dark side, for him to go, for him to hide it from Dean. So from here's, you know, here's, a story point. Here's another question. So when um, in Salvation, which is the one before Devil's Trap, even though we didn't list it in these episodes, and Salvation is when they first tell, when Sam and Dean tells John about Sam's visions. Um, Do you think John knew at, at that point in Salvation that there was a chance that Sam would have these visions? Did he know all about the psychic kids and everything at that point? I do not. And there's, I've always kind of had a, a plot issue with that because that assumes that Missouri didn't keep John informed, which I have a, I have a problem with. But I don't think that John knew the extent of that. I think at that point for me, John just knows that in some way Sam is tainted, air quotes around that, tainted. But for me in Salvation, I don't think John knows the extent dance or anything like that. I think that really comes from once Azazel has possession of his body for me. Because I can't imagine Azazel not screwing with John about that. I can't imagine him not doing that. The character is far too far too proud and egotistical to not have done that. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I know he's a fictional character, blah, 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 blah. But I w- just wish there was some way to talk to John Winchester and find out what all he knew, because I would just love to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, I just think, like I said, I think he knew it all up to what we knew or potentially knew at that point. I don't think he knew as far as, like, going into the angels and all that because no, that plot hadn't really been developed. So I, I can't rationalize him knowing that. And Azazel's agenda was different from that agenda. Mm-hmm. But I do also think that John Winchester inherently was just unable to let Sam and Dean in on the full spectrum of things. Um, and I think that's just kind of like a, I'm the dad, you're the kids kind of thing. I just think he was just incapable of allowing himself to let go of that level of control. Even you know, even knowing that he was going to die, it's still a control factor. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Dean didn't need more you know, guilt and terrible secrets to keep in here. Well, you might have to kill your own brother, you know. If you can't save him, you're going to have to kill him. And, oh, by the way, I've made a deal and so on. Good luck with that. You know, I was like, ah, John. Well, on one hand, yes, but on the other hand, it shows shows a great amount of trust in Dean. And one could argue that it shows that he trusts Dean to be able to fix this situation better than he... So he has more faith in Dean to do it than he has faith in himself to do it. Or he could... It shows that he trusts Dean to follow Dad's orders, you know, so... uh, And and I don't even dislike uh, uh, John or think he's... I mean, I don't think he's an abusive father. It's like, you know, I think he got... You know, tunnel vision on finding, you know, the demon that killed Mary, which is understandable. But I uh, I think maybe a part of it could be him trusting Dean to uh, follow the orders. He could trust him and he could trust him to, you know, do what Dad said. I mean, we're talking about the minute he's back in the in the scene, they fall back into their order of, yes, sir. Even Sam, who rebels, is still you know, doing that somewhat. You, that's, that's a possibility. One could also argue, I do have, and I will be very open about this, I've got very heavy John apologist tendencies, so mm-hmm. um, that does color my perception of things. But I do think that not only that, I think John trusted that Dean, whether it's because Dean was, you know, is younger than him, physically stronger or potentially, you know, John's just going to deteriorate mm-hmm. in age, whereas Dean is in his prime at this point. And also mm-hmm. Dean's connection with Sam versus John's connection with Sam, that I think John trusted that Dean could stay within Sam's cipher rather than mm-hmm. John, who without Dean, John and Sam can't maintain a relationship. They would have inevitably gone their separate ways. Mm-hmm. I I also wonder how well how well John really really knew his his kids and their relationship as brothers because I noticed something very interesting watching uh, Devil's Trap and recalling it to sacrifice and it's something that and Sam and Dean 
um, will will give up anything, sacrifice anything, just to save each other. And John may have trusted Dean to save Sam. He also expected him to to absolutely kill him if he couldn't have any other decision. And he didn't know that there's no way Dean would ever do that. He would have let the world go to hell before he would have killed Sam. And it's very interesting because Sam at the end of Devil's Trap is getting, you know, John and Dean away. You know, he's racing Dean to the hospital and John's and John's telling Sam, Sam, you know, uh, killing that demon comes before everything and Sam says, Not everything and he says, um, you know, but Dad, we, we found the demon before, we can find him again. We'll we'll take care of them. We'll just and I went, Oh my God, that's almost exactly what Dean was telling Sam and sacrificed eight years later. Eight years later, mm-hmm. saying it's, yeah, it's okay. We we know how to turn watching. demons into humans, and all of us are like, wow, they they never learned that lesson. You know, they they kept making the deals, they kept doing whatever it took to save each other, and it's it's what we love about the show. It's what we love about Sam and Dean. But wow, wow, you know, well, I could like just draw a line right on through. Shadow's hmm? such a big family, but you have that also where Dean tells Sam, you know, why do you think I go and get you? Why why do you think go why do you think I drive you around? Why do you think I went and got you from Stanford? And Sam was a very specifically like, oh well because like, yeah, yeah, that but you know, you get Dean saying, I just want to be a family again and then like which is at the end where Sam kind of, you know, sees it that and Dean's one enough to go, No, let it go. But dad go and you get the constant struggle of, of, the, of their family. And in this episode, you get struggle both of them. They both have to let go. You know, you're sounding a little go. far away and kind of breaking up a little bit, or is it is it? Um, I don't know. I didn't move. I haven't moved huh. for over... I haven't moved for like half an hour. <laughs> I've been sitting... I have been sitting cross-legged on the floor in the middle of my room for 38 minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounded good there, so I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. It could have just been the wind or something. Um, and I do, well, we'll finish up with Shadow, and then this will kind of go into going into Devil's Trap because that gets into a bit more of this. Um where I'm at, like, because I've got Shadow playing in the background right now, um, this is one of my favorite scenes of all time of the show, but when Sam and Dean go to the warehouse to sneak up on her, and about all everything that has to do with them being in the warehouse with her, I think acting, writing, directing, set direction, everything is so perfect. And I'm still looking for a le- yellow leather jacket just like Meg's. I have yet to find one. <laughs> but, oh, I want one. Yeah, it's a beauty. Yeah, she dressed but great. I do like to say, yeah, that they think they're being so stealthy, that whole mm-hmm. opening to that scene. And the whole time she knows they're there. And they mm-hmm. think they're being so slick. And that they have so little knowledge of a demon at this point that they go in with their shotguns. And, you know, now it wouldn't even occur to them to even try that, but it's so hard to think about a time where they knew almost nothing. Yeah. 
there's there's something about that that it just reminded me of how how far they've they've come. I mean, just in in general, watching all three of the episodes, thinking how far yeah. they've, they've come and how how much older and wiser and world weary they are compared to those episodes. One of my favorite scenes in Shadow doesn't involve any of the main characters. It's at the beginning when Meredith is coming down the alley and she's mm-hmm. standing there. All of the garbage and everything is like swirling around her. And mm-hmm. I and I believe Kim Manners directed this episode. And it's just so beautifully shot. It's just I you know, I just love what that just watching that scene. It's just so beautiful, just you're standing there with yeah. every, all the wind and the garbage and everything just swirling around her. Beautiful mm-hmm. thing. It was. I liked just the shadow demons. I mean, the way everything was done on the walls with the shadows. And mm-hmm. It's always scarier and more, you know, mysterious and more frightening when you can't exactly see what you're fighting and what's chasing you. So, yeah, really great. And it was. Well, that's, why the, that's why the demons are one of the uh, one of the creepier things that they have to deal with because it hides in the shadows and there's really no way to fight it and, mm-hmm. and one of the first one of the first really really good monsters yeah i mean they weren't even impressed by meg <laughs> and now they just flung her one of my favorite scenes in shadow is when they're getting ready to go what they think is going to be like one of their final confrontations to to finding out about the demon who killed mom and they're ta- and Sam's talking about boy I can get back to my old life and go back to school and and poor poor Dean is still thinking that Sam's going to stick with him and keep hunting and he says you know why do you think I went and got you and 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 Sam says you know you are my family you know I'd do anything for you but. I'm not staying in this life, and that—that's long before you know. We know very differently now that that it is part of Sam. The life is part of him, and and he finally does get to some kind of weird acceptance of it, and able to deal with it. And he's got to go through so much more. But it was heartbreaking. Which is that scene? Which is part of why you know last last season when we when everyone you know we talked about the early seasons of, or the early episodes of season eight, and everyone was like, well, it's so out of character for Sam to have just gone on. And I think, you know, one of the things I argued was, one, severely depressed, and he did just kind of wander around for a while until he was forced to put down, put down roots, really. But it's completely in character for what Sam did because he's been telling us in season one. Now, whether he has mm-hmm. the ability to do so or not, but he thinks he can. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, you know. And then Devil's Trap is, is still, I think, the best season finale they've ever done. I really think so. I've they've seen it done. a million times, and the the very end when the tractor trailer T-Bones uh, the the impala. I have a heart attack mm-hmm. every single time, even though I know it's coming. Every single time. I will argue that it's the second best. Now, 
see, I'm even putting it above Swan Song, which you know is my well, favorite episode. Well, that's because you finally learned and you, have, you no, actually no, no. do. I love Swan Song. It's my favorite episode, but as a finale, Devil's Trap is No, and I think that for uh, that All Hell Breaks Loose Part 1 and 2, that I consider it all the finale, is better than Devil's Trap. And I oh, consider Salvation of Devil's Trap to be the, a finale. I consider the, like, the two end episodes to be a finale, especially in the earlier seasons. Oh, I and agree. All, all Hell Breaks Loose 1 and 2 are freaking amazing. Supernatural, that is, they can do season finales like no other show. Their season finales always so true. I'm sorry, no yeah, rest for the wicked. Sam, oh my god, yeah, also, oh, hell. Like, no, no, no rest is in my top five. I will say, no rest is definitely my top five. Um, it oh, might actually be, it might be, it might be, yeah, I might, my order might be season two, season one, season three. Mm-hmm. Those will actually be my, my top finales. Yeah, that, that's the finale that gets me spent an entire year believing, even though, I, well, I never did. I figured Dean would go off to hell, but because they said they were going to, but, you know, everybody else on the show, the characters said, of course, of course we'll save Dean. He's not going to hell. It will never happen. And that's exactly what happened. And then him trying to leave Sam with some final words that will help him get through, and then the hellhound, and oh, my God. That episode kills me every time. So, not that any of the finales pretty much have been easy to to watch. But I will say later seasons, um, Cass and Cass and the Leviathans, whatever, it was kind of a letdown, I think, but. It, it wasn't a letdown. It was a good episode. It was just it didn't have – it had a different kind of emotional resonance, not what we were used to because we were used to being devastated. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Was more, that was more cliffhanger. Same thing with um, uh, Lucifer Rising, you know, for yeah, season four. That not that it was a bad finale. Mm-hmm. It was a good finale. It just didn't have the same kind of emotional resonance that we're used to. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to Shadow because it's it's towards the end of the episode. It's one thing that's always bothered me. First, I'll talk about this. For Shadow, for me, you know that moment where Meg's air quote alive again was when I realized that oh my gosh, she's my favorite character, and she to this day, I don't care who plays her, she's my favorite character. Um, but I've always just. The makeup for when, after the Davis attack, all three Winchesters, the makeup is fantastic, but none of that stuff should have scarred. They should have left scars. Mm. And it will never oh, yeah. bug me. Especially in Sam's cheat. I mean, those are some deep gouges. So, yeah. Uh, and it was pre angel healing. The WB ointment was some powerful stuff. Yeah. The WB ointment, I remember that. Yes, the WB ointment. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, will never well, not bother me. Well, until the until the going to hell and and healing and starting over and angels and all that, the both guys should have just been covered with scars. With the very first time mm-hmm. they saw them, they should have been covered with scars because they've been hunting with Dad for years, and you know there must have been some explanation to Jessica. 
you know, I don't know what Sam said. Maybe I'm attacked by a pack of wild wolves, and, you know. Or raised by a pack of wild wolves. Raised by uh, a pack of wild wolves that were attacked <laughs> by a herd of bears, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, in that in that scene, despite that I do get distracted by their injuries, um, all three actors were just phenomenal. And you get mm-hmm. John driving a truck, and he, you know, it just kind of hits home that it'll always be Sam and Dean, and you don't know that at that point. But in retrospect, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and then, you know, again, at the end, you get, you know, Meg ascending those steps, and you know, I'm just so glad that it wasn't over for her. So glad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, you know... um I'm not mistaken, was that a Rayelle Tucker episode? A what? Is that was that a Rayelle Tucker episode? Um I'm not sure. I might be making that up. Don't let me make things up. It says Eric Cricky. Throat Shadow. So I'm thinking a couple writers probably took a pass on it. Oh, yeah, okay. writer. It does say director Kim Manners, writer Eric Kripke. I knew it was Kim Manners that directed it. Because, and even if you don't, like, even if you don't look it up, all the tight face shots are a 100% giveaway that it's a Kim Manners direction. No, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because... Nobody, nobody did or does that the way Kid Matters did, because that kind of shot can get really, really cheesy sometimes or mm-hmm. awkward, and it's not. Every time Kid Matters did it, it was flawless every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. The only time I did, I, I would have disagreed with him. It was in Heart. And it was in the love scene with Madison, and I'm like, did I want one of these tight close-up head shots in this scene? No. Well, <laughs> back and, off, Kim. And that was back that off was just a little. Yeah, <laughs> that was more the moment rather than a, a direction kind of thing. It was more the moment. <laughs> yeah, there's really no getting away, getting around that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and then of course, you know. We're obviously skipping a bunch to anyone who's listening, um, and we're skipping to Devil Trap. Okay, I have to say, my favorite line, and I don't it's not necessarily that great a line, but it's it's the way Jeffrey Dean Morgan reads it. I love, love, love when he says, Make the gun float to you there, psychic boy. Oh, oh. oh my <laughs> that delivery of that line, sorry, but Oh, John so John Winchester as a basil, as played by Jeffrey D. Morgan. There is very few things better in life than that. Very, very few things. Oh my God, mm. so good. And yeah, it is. You're, you're watching it. You're kind of going, "This is really hot. It probably shouldn't be, but it, it really <laughs> is." And I don't know what yeah. that says about me. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be we will be discussing similar things like that when we get to bat, born under a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will be, we will be yeah stuff that's hot that shouldn't be. be. 
Yes. We could do a we whole podcast. There are things that are hot that shouldn't be. Exactly. <laughs> Why we should the yeah. should go to therapy? <laughs> Can we get a group rate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that voice. Jeffrey Dean Morgan has such a great voice. He just it just rumbles. You know, you can totally believe that he would have the authority and have the command over two strong big guys like those like his those two sons. You know, they must say, Boy, it would take a man like it would take someone with a voice like John Winchester, you know, to be well, able to get a word in edgewise. When you're big strapping John Winchester and your two boys grew up to be bigger and strappinger than you <laughs> Well and yet they it, still bow the under your voice. I think isn't the height range Jensen, um, Jeffrey, Jared. I, I think, think I think, so. I don't think in the reality. Short one. Yeah, Je- yeah, no, Jeff Jeffrey Jeff is the short, shortest one. Yeah, that's crazy to say he's that. Ever so being six one, but yeah, <laughs> he's he's the short one. <laughs> um, but I do. Um. One of the things I like about Devil's Trap is, this is going to be a weird thing to like, this is actually the first time where Dean irritates me. But I say that with affection because I don't like my characters to be flawless. I like them to be completely flawed. And so when when Sam and Dean are arguing about how to handle this situation with their father being captured, the authority that Dean just automatically asserts and expects Sam to fall in line, even though he keeps trying to treat them as equals up until this point, irritates me. And so, but I like that it irritates me. Are you talking about when they go and he's strapped to the bed? No, even before that, in the very beginning of the episode, you know, Sam wants to go... Oh, okay, um, okay. Sam, Sam wants to basically go sacrifice himself, and Dean's telling him no. That right. one. And Dean wants well, and Dean, Dean Sam wants to take care of it, even if it does sacrifice himself. And Dean wants to save their father because Dean's priority is let's get my family back together, and then we'll continue on this journey to do what we've mm-hmm. got to do. Where Sam's like, you know, win, lose, or draw. I just want to finish this. And the way they butt heads about that, mm-hmm. but you know. Dean is very much like, no, we're doing this, no matter how much Sam argues with him. And See, it, Sam's logic it, is fairly sound. It never really bothered me because I thought Sam was wrong in that instance. I thought, you know, oh. Sam was Sam was working on emotions and Dean was working with his head is how I always I, No, see, I think they're both working with emotion, but I think that Sam's logic is more sound. And I think Sam's logic falls more in line with what John would have wanted them to do. Which right. is what she says. And that's, why, and that's what Dean says. You and Dad are far more alike. You, you two really are more alike than I realized. Because and Sam and John I, do think the same way. I completely agree with everything you said. But the thing is, I don't think John and Sam were necessarily correct. I think they were both thinking out of revenge and everything, whereas... Dean was thinking logically that what more with more common sense than 
But that's just my opinion. So. But see, in, then in retrospect, when you think about it, going to save John was kind of the wrong thing to do. You know, making John the priority is exactly what Azazel thought they would do, and it is what they did. But also, it's also what would have happened if Sam would have got his way too. They would have ended up with Azazel. So it out, it actually worked out the same under different priority, out. though. So. I, I actually side with Dean. You side with Sam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't really. But I, that I side on Dean's side, so. I usually don't side with either one of them. I think they're both bullheaded, stubborn <laughs> dumbasses most of the time. <laughs> they're, they're lucky. They're, they're lucky they've been able to save the world so much. <laughs> Man, do I yell well, at them a lot? Yeah. Well, we can't talk about Devil's Trap without pointing out that it's the first appearance of Bobby Singer. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I also have questions, and I, and I know it's because they hadn't written the episode yet, but, um, you know, it seems like Bobby and Sam didn't really know each other very well. Sam didn't know anything about Bobby's books, you know, and all that stuff. And, and you know, then we later on we find out that, you know, he basically raised both of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just. It's just because they hadn't written it yet, but I always think it's so weird. Well, not only that, you have to think about the fact that Sam Sam bailed at 18, and so he hadn't seen Bonnie's body. And I'm like, how well do you remember ages, say, 6 through 16? Mm-hmm. Not that great, you know, especially when you moved around a lot. and Well, at this mm-hmm. point in time, though, you were busy rehearsing like, for our town. At, at this point, Sam's <laughs> <laughs> Only 22, so. No, I'm just saying, like, even at 22, you know, remembering stuff from when you were 6, 9, 12, it's kind of fuzzy, especially, you know, when you have the kind of life where you're basically traumatized but constantly. I would think one thing you think of with Bobby would be books. You would always associate Bobby well, with books. Well, but we don't, I don't, well, I have to, I'd have to go back and remember, but. How much did Bobby really let him play with the books when he was little? I mean, you just those, those are really mighty down. valuable books. Those are mighty you valuable one of the kind books. books. <laughs> you step into his house, though, and that's all there is. Books, and it was especially yeah, worse. Also, yeah, we also know that his that house, house. Yeah. Because um, there's more books in that episode than there are later on. Mm. Yeah, but we do know from flashback scenes that his house built up to that level of paparazzism. Exactly. So exactly. we don't we don't know what it looked like when he used to when Sam and Dean used to stay there. We don't actually know if it was far more in order and then just got worse as he got as Bobby became more of a central figure that decimated things rather than being active. Um but speaking of Sam and Bobby, one of the things that I had never noticed until I was watching the episode earlier is and it's one of those you know in retrospect because we know that you know later on Sam nearly kills Bobby to get his own way, but when Meg comes in to Bobby's house and she starts to advance on them, Sam 
actually, like, he pushes Bobby behind him, and he gets in front of Bobby mm-hmm. to protect him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love never that. noticed it before, and I loved it. And mm-hmm. I probably had never noticed it because I haven't really watched the older episodes in so long. So after all that's happened, you know, prior to everything that happens from season, you know, five, four and beyond, it's not a big deal at that at this point. But in, like I said, in retrospect, it's a huge kind of mm-hmm. blocking moment. And speaking of that scene and everything, I love when Sam and Dean are exercising Meg. That whole scene mm. where he gets down in her face and yells at her, and you know he's—it's more of a, like a quiet rage. And and then you know he tells her, you know, I'll march down to hell myself and kill every one of you sons of bitches. And I, you know, I just love, mm. love, love that thing. Well, and that's yeah. one of the—you know—it's one of those we've talked about before. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or just talked about it as you know in talking. But when Dean backhands Meg, and it's such a violent thing, and, you know, you see a man hit a woman on screen, and it's it's this visceral reaction you have to it. And then, mm. you know, she taunts him with it, and he immediately throws back to her, you're no girl. And you kind of, that's when you kind of finally get an, a hand a handle on Dean's mindset as far as what's a creature and what's a person, that he doesn't mm-hmm. even think... You know, we know that even, you know, even as a demon, Meg's a female demon. But, you know, at this point, everything's still so black and white for Dean. And the other thing in that episode, you know, which I always thought that was so hilarious that it never occurred to them. But, you know, Bobby pulls him aside and tells him, that is a girl in there. She's possessed. And Dean's like, what? What did this is back in the on? days when they actually had some consideration for for the person for the meat suit, you know, and they I, and I genuinely miss those days. I do too. I mean, when when Meg when the demon Meg goes out of person Meg, and you know she falls down, they rush to her. You know, they get blankets. They they call nine one one. They do everything to try and save her. They they can't, of course, because but they she's too broken and injured. But they tried, and they don't do that anymore. I mean, Dean Dean kills the meat suit with the demon in it with barely blinking an eye. You know, it's a stab and move on. You know, yeah. And it's, I miss those days. It shows where they've been and where they where they've ended. And it's how callous, understandable, how callous but it's hard to see. Hmm? Mm-hmm. How callous they've become. Which is, mm-hmm. as we talked about as well, you know, moving into season nine and learning at the end of season eight, you know, curing a demon, which is great. You just made a nice demon in a human meat suit, and you basically abolished the human soul. Mm-hmm. Skeevy. Mm-hmm. Super skeevy. Um, but, yeah, this is back when, you know, which continuity-wise has always kind of been one of those things, like, I get that we have to have a way for the audience to, ident- like, recognize somebody. But Meg Masters was a real person, so why is she still called Meg? <laughs> like, this this meat suit was Meg Masters. The demon is not Meg. It's just what they're familiar with, I guess, easy enough. Yeah, I don't know. so, you know, and, and, you know, shortly when we go into um, One Under a Bad Sign, 
you know, that's the way for us to recognize who Sam or who Jared's playing. But mm-hmm. there's no magic. Um, and, you know, you do get Sam's hesitation in Devil's Trap to finish exercising Meg where, you know, as we discussed, now he can say a exorcism without blinking an eye and he can even recite it backwards mm. if need be. Mm. Yeah, they needed the books then. They don't need those They needed the books, and he has, you know, he hesitates on like a moral level of then the body will die. Mm-hmm. You know, if I exercise the demon, the body will die. When, you know, that's completely morally ambiguous because if the body doesn't die, then the girl is still trapped, and it, it leads it leads into all kinds of issues that they have to deal with, but they do not deal with anymore. I do like Dean's reasoning is, you know, then, you know, we'll go, we'll put her out of her misery then. Mm-hmm. And then, we, and then and when he's right about the episode then where she came back, um, season, what season, was that four or five, um, with the episode where all the ghosts came back. And she's, you know, she's like 50 words of Latin, you know, you could have saved me. And it's like, well, he, they were trying, <laughs> you know. And, and you they, know, they didn't were know trying. back then. One of the things, and, talking about that episode, I love, you know, the parallel where, you know, she's talking about, you know, I had a little sister and I never went back and she was never the same. And, you know, the parallel between Meg Masters and Dean Winchester Mm -hmm. which I thought was really, really well done. You know, because without, you know, you know, without Sam and without Dean, then the Winchester brothers are just not the same. Um, We're we're talking about the Meg and Born Under a Bad Sign versus um, Meg and... This episode, I, you know, I really like that you can tell it's, you know, when we find out in Born Under a Bad Sign that it's Meg, that you can see how Jared, you know, kind of, you know, took on Nikki's, the way she talks and things. He had kind of the quieter. Mm-hmm. I, I really like well, watching the difference. That was there. one of those episodes that the first time I watched it and you get the reveal, like you know something's wrong with Sam, but when you get the reveal that it's Meg, and then you go back and watch it and look for it, and you're just blown away mm-hmm. by the way Jared and he even makes him, except for the scene with with Joe where he's purposely using his size. But if you mm-hmm. look at him in every other scene up into that, he even makes himself seem smaller. Yeah, and the way he carries himself is slightly more feminine. It's a little lighter on his feet. It's a little Really, mm-hmm. really, really good. Yeah. Well, he did have a full-on had a girl in him for a whole week. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, always, 
amazes me, like after you watch it the first time and know everything and you go back and watch it again and thinking the entire episode up until basically the end and, and that you think, you know, you're right there with sympathy with, with Sam and what terrible things have happened. And of course it wasn't him killing the hunters and, and everything. And it's, smoking. it's it, it, he's not Sam at all. He's, Meg for the entire time at the beginning and and it's just him and Dean and it's so creepy to think here's Dean trying yeah, to take because... care of him, making every excuse, you know, trying to track him down, worried like crazy and and him calling Dean and saying, you know, I, I don't know what's happened, I'm covered in blood, blah, 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 and he goes running over there. That's Meg, just having fun. Yes, and you then you, and... we really only get Sam for the last, like, two minutes of the episode. There is no chance for the very end. Unfortunately, when I I first what when the episode first aired back in second season, and I was watching it for the first time, stupid CW, <laughs> sorry CW, if you're listening, but I was got really mad. <laughs> you really? If you're listening, CW, the opinions of <laughs> Becky Hillary do not reflect all the opinions of WinchesterRose.com. Yes, yeah, yeah, these are me. <laughs> CW released promo photos. Of Sam with black eyes, oh. and and so that you know that's huge. And they released well, these yeah, photos. Well, yeah, because the spoiler was, I didn't start watching Supernatural until shortly after Born Under Bad Sign aired in real time. By the time I started watching it, I think it was in episode sixteen of season two. So I didn't see any of those promo images, but I'm assuming that the CW, the CW are all promotional. What they think of a spoiler isn't always the right spoiler. So that I'm was sure a they huge thought spoiler. Yeah, I'm sure and they were like, so, no, the real spoiler is that it's Meg. You're like, no, guys, the real spoiler is that he's possessed. And, yeah, mm. and so you know, from the very first episode where we see very first scene where we see Sam calling Dean and telling him he's covered in blood, I knew, I knew, you know, everybody who'd seen his promo photos knew that Sam was possessed. And so it was like, ah, that would have been so cool to watch without knowing. And so, yeah, pissed me off. But, yeah, that was seven years ago. I need to get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that's it's like one example of many times a promo department just hasn't had a clue about whatever show they're promoting and have just given stuff away giving away the ending well, of an episode in a, in a commercial or or whatever. And, you're just well, like, and, ah! and for, me watching, for me watching the episode later, and, you know, well, obviously for whoever watched it in real time too, you get the the then and now, and the then is showing you Meg, and you're kind of like, why? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But, you know, oh, even watching the episode, yeah. up until the reveal, you kind of get the hand wave of, well, they're just trying to remind us that demons exist. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. in uh, All Hell Breaks Loose, you know, part two, you know, they show in the uh, Ben sequencing, you know, people making deals with demons at the crossroads. Like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Save Sam right there. There you go. It's shown in the Ben, you know, so. It's a it's a little um, bit not giving the audience enough credit, you know, like, oh, right. they don't remember any, that they don't do this. So we'll just have to remind everybody of what they do. And I'm like, no. <laughs> we, we remember. remember. Um, one of the things I've credit. always wanted them to kind of revisit or to 
even in dialogue. This is this is my version of at, of Adam Milligan. Um, you know, we know that Dean was a wreck while Sam was missing, but I want to know what kind of wreck he was. Like, I want like some mm-hmm. kind of flashback scene or something like that. That I would love to see that. Yeah, that would be yeah. that. That's my Adam Milligan right there. But I don't have those scenes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would even know that, too. Because it's been a whole week. A whole week. <laughs> that yeah. But um, I remember watching this episode for the first time and me having no spoilers about it. I hadn't seen any promo images. I didn't know that Sam was going to be possessed. And I didn't watch um, CW. If you're listening, please close your ears. I did not watch it legally um, because there was there was no way for me to watch it legally. Season two was still was still airing, but it was past this episode, and um, mm-hmm. so I had no then. You know, the the links I had didn't have a then and, and now to it. It just jumped right into the episode, and I remember watching it and the the opening scene with Sam or Meg when he tells Dean that he doesn't remember anything, I remember thinking, huh, Jared's line reading is really strange on that. Whatever. And then, again, it's one of those things that you go back and you're like, oh, well, that's why. Mm-hmm. But it is, you know, you do, watching it, or I did, having no spoilers or anything like that, I did remember thinking, he's off in some way. He's off in some way. This is not right. I mean, you kind of, you almost go like, oh, is he not feeling well? And you kind of want to go. Who who directed this? Why would they? Why are they giving him these? And then when you figure it out, you're like, Oh no, I'm sorry, he's brilliant. Never mind. Never mind. It's it's <laughs> like the scene where um, they go to Steve Wandell's house and find the dead body, and um, Sam's face telling him he did it. I killed. You know, I did it. I killed him. And Dean's like making up excuses for why it couldn't happen. And there's Sam standing over there rolling his eyes. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because oh. it's Meg. Meg, he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, here's the proof that you're going to kill the guy, and you're still not believing it. Even the way he talks to Sam, the way he talks to Dean after Dean goes and gets him food, it's so confrontational in a completely different way than Sam usually is with Dean. It is, oh, I hate to make this analogy. I really hate to make this analogy. But it's less how a brother argues and more how a significant other argues where it's that very it's like yeah like male so. to female than male to male yeah which again fantastic choices but it is the way that a woman confronts a male in that really you know cutting biting kind of way that we do mm-hmm. and in that scene that you're talking about where they're in the motel room and you can see where Sam you know when Sam is handing Dean the gun, and he's trying to talk you into it. What I love about it is you can see and you can feel the excitement that Meg and Sam is having because she thinks her plan is working at this point. And mm-hmm. you, know, you can see she's getting excited. Dean's going to kill Sam. Yes, you know you can you can feel the excitement in that scene. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And watching it again, um, if 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 Dean had any inkling that something was up with Sam. I mean, he was so worried, and I think he was so relieved to have found Sam, and of course he trusts him completely that he would never hurt anybody, never kill anybody. There's nothing wrong. He's just glad to find him. 
Sam keeps saying, I don't remember, I don't remember, I don't remember, until all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute, turn here. I just know you're supposed to turn here. You know, mm-hmm. and the and face he, that little face he makes when yeah. he's getting annoyed with Dean in the car when he tells him like how and he's like no oh, just listen shut up and listen to me already I'm 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 wearing your brother's face you're just supposed to listen to me without questioning me because as mm-hmm. far as Meg is concerned that's how it should work. Mhm. Yep. And I love that Meg knows about Sam's puppy eyes, puppy dog eyes because she even says dewy, you know one look at. One look at Sam's dewy eyes and they'll let me ride in the door. Yeah. (laughs) And this is, and again, I've said before that Meg is my favorite character. And sometimes I wonder, as much as I loved Nikki Acox as as Meg and I liked the character before, I don't know if I would feel about the character the way I do if, if Jared had never played her. That sounds weird if Jared had never played her. Um, because he gave, he mm-hmm. basically gave us an entire episode of Meg. Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, you, you it's 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 a completely Meg centric episode, and it's the first time where you kind of get an idea of who Meg is because she has the opportunity to explain herself. And you hell is like, well, it's it's hell. I love that. I love that. Well, it's hell. Well, and I love that she tells him, you know, I, you know, that her reasons are family. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't give a rat's ass about the master plan. <laughs> I love that line, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. She's not the first to let revenge just take over and color everything about the way they deal with things. Boy, she really yeah. hates yeah. Sam and Dean. This is, I'm pissed off at you. And of course, this is, because I'm, I'm right here, you know, just the idea something that's, again, one of those weird lines is when the clerk tells Dean that Sam was, you know, they, they find the cigarettes and Sam was smoking and everything, and Dean says it's something that he would do when we know that Dean doesn't smoke. Such a weird moment. Such a weird line. Oh, and mm-hmm. every time, every time when they go to the little convenience store and the guy's talking about Sam smoking and chugging malt liquor, and I, it's like, okay, I, you know, is, I I try to picture it in my head, and it's like, I just can't see that at all, you know. <laughs> well, not only that, I can't even picture that for Meg. No, like I can no. picture Meg smoking, but I can't. I can't picture Meg chugging malt liquor, like you know. And, I know she was just doing it so to, you know, just to get attention so people would remember him. But still, it's like I just can't see that happening for either one of them. <laughs> no. Well, I find I can, I can a little that goofy smoking. about that. I can totally see her smoking. They equate, like, cigarettes with evil. And, you know, yeah, but they're, they're not a good thing liquor. for you. They're unhealthy, but... You know, they don't automatically mean you're an evil person if you're smoking. So, well, and it's the funny. idea that it's okay for Sam and Dean to grab a beer. It's okay for Sam and Dean to have some whiskey, but malt liquor? Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's just a bridge to the line. There. Don't you know that's what hooligans drink? <laughs> 
Or maybe it's like regular cigarettes are okay. It's the menthols that menthol. we are Menthols are a bit harder on your lungs. So. Menthols are just too sissy for big strapping men like them. <laughs> oh, now, and this episode has one of my favorite lines ever. It's when Sam, uh, I'm sorry, Dean is trying to figure out where Sam has gone the second time after Sam's clocked him and he's on the phone with the, with the lojack lady or whatever it is and she goes oh you know you go. my son sammy snuck out to go to the justin timberlake uh, concert and, <laughs> and then he kind of yeah, frowns and then he says oh yeah justin quite the triple threat every time oh and i think everybody's favorite scene has to be the joe sam scenes and the bar so oh. freaking amazing. Those are the mm-hmm. ones where, you know, something that shouldn't be hot is really hot. Yeah, no, okay, and like that was the most be. good because mm-hmm. I, I, as me watching it, I didn't really know what was wrong with Sam. You know, I didn't quite know. I just was this was this the issue that was arising all season? So, but that in that moment, so I still think it's Sam. That moment where you go, I could kind of ship this. Wait, no, that's wrong. That's wrong of you. Yeah, the very first time you watch it, you think for sure Sam's going to rape her. When he flips her yeah. around, on, it's like, oh, my God. Uh, this is well, not good the, at all. I don't know if it's a convention or an interview that Jared gives where he, they where they were you know, blocking that scene and everything. And they asked him if he'd be able to to turn her, and he was like, "Turn her! I can lift her with one hand. I can fit her in my the palm of my hand." Are you guys kidding me? <laughs> and so there's there's size discrepancy because usually this show, you know, as tiny as you know, Nikki and um, Alona and Rachel Miner, they're all so they're such petite women. But they do the blocking and they do the apple boxes and everything, so you don't get that. But in mm-hmm. this episode, they just neglected all that to allow you to see how much bigger Sam is. And it's it's jarring. You know, when his mm-hmm. hand covers hers, you're just like, oh, my God, he's going to crush her. Yeah. And I mean, I could pick up a Lonatal with, like, one hand. You right, know, right. I know, right. And, you know. And Alona has said, I believe at conventions, she said that they had to do that scene where he twirls her, he flips her, turns her around a couple times because the first few times he did it, she would go all the way around because he would flip yep. her. You know, see, he's so strong when he would when he would flip her around, she would go all the way around. Yep. <laughs> and then of um. course, you know. My daddy shot your daddy and that yeah. is. I used to have that as a, a ringtone on my phone, and my husband was like, you've got to stop that. That's just so morbid and horrible. You've got to get this ringtone. I used to have, I hear, I used to have him say the, the I hear things part oh, as, good line. Um, as my text tone. And then for a while, remember when he did that, Um, ah, he did some kind of promo for something, and it was, hi, this is Jared Padalecki. That was my text tone for a while. Drove everyone nuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was constant, 
nonsense out of his voice. I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but going back to when Meg first comes in with Joe, and the face, and you know, we talk about you know those moments. The face that Jared has Meg give her, it's very much that catty female to another female kind of facial expression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's the same kind of, and there's a specific one. Let me see if I can find it. It's right after he tells her that he wants one for the road, and she turns around and sees it at him. Let me see if I can find it. Um. Oh, yeah, when he says, so can I get a beer? And she says, sure, one beer, and she emphasizes the one. And the look he gives her is just, like I said, it's full-on catty female to another female kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, that kind of goes along with how um, Sam is Meg is telling her, you know, that Dean romance, oh, that's out of the question, Dean thinks of you as a schoolgirl. You know, it kind of goes along mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's those those hurtful jabs that girls take at other girls who aren't mm-hmm. here, you know. Mm-hmm who you have no love lost for. And I think one of I love when Jensen is acting in when he, it's not really the center of the moment like um and there's two examples in these episodes with, that we've we're talking about. The first one is in Shadow and after they're all clawed up and everything and John has gotten in his truck to leave, Dean gets in the car and the camera is basically on Sam going around the car to get in. But you can see um, Dean just as he's in the car, he's in pain, you know, kind of doubling over. And, you know, that's, you know, the camera's he's not a part of that. You know, the camera's not even really on him. That's not what that scene's about. Yet you can still see Jensen acting, which I love that. And my mother does. My mother always says that about Jensen. And my mom's a, com- I don't want to say complete Sam girl, but she, she is quite the Sam girl. And, but and, um, she will always and, notice when Jensen does that. And there's a scene, well, the scene in Provenance, in Provenance when Sarah and Sam are talking, and Dean's in the background on the on the laptop. She's oh yeah. Like, so she's like, but see, do you see what a good actor Jensen is? Because he's back there in the background, and the song has come. I'm like, I know, mother. I know. I know. <laughs> and the the other thing that I really like, and it's in Born Under a Bad Sign, when Joe goes and gets him out of the water, and mm-hmm. he's up and he's walking, but then you know he kind of you know he falls a little bit, and and yeah, like, his legs buckle. Yeah. Yes, it's so good. It's like Jensen is freaking mm-hmm. amazing. His 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 detail. Poor Alona having to hold him up though. <laughs> oh, I, oh my God! I know she's so little. <laughs> <laughs> she had a she had a tough in this episode between getting flung around by Jared and, <laughs> and then having, having to hold up Jensen and hold up <laughs> Jensen. Oh, oh yeah, let's cry for that poor girl there. I know. <laughs> I know. It's hard. Wait, you got to get manhandled and you got paid for it? Yeah, tragic. <laughs> Super tragic. But yeah, I'm you know, talking about, you know, the first time I watched this and 
you know, theoretically, just the way storytelling tends to go in moments like this, had he been possessed by a different kind of demon, he probably would have raped Joe because it leads up to that, but then you know that, you know, that's not Meg's intention as far as power play. She'd rather, you know, she'd rather mess with your head on a completely mm-hmm. psychological level rather than a physical level. Mhm. There's something in this episode that I don't think we've seen again, and I, I don't know, I don't know quite where they'd fit it, but I think it would be cool. Is is the brand that Meg put on Sam's arm to keep her locked mm-hmm. in, so the exorcism wouldn't wouldn't have any effect, which I don't think we've seen again. Which is it's a pretty cool thing, you know. I always thought, you know, there are people in in fandom who have like the devil's trap or the tattoo or they'll have um mm-hmm. the protection symbol and I always think, No, I I want the demon lock. <laughs> <laughs> I actually <laughs> it was my first LA con, I think it was. There was a person there who had that tattooed on their arm. Only time I've seen the demon lock tattooed and Ooh. it was really cool. They they had it in the exact same place and everything. It was really cool. Oh, I think wow. I would put it. Cool. I would put it somewhere different, but that's the one. And I'm not big. Like, I only have two tattoos, and I'm very, very particular about what I would get tattooed on me. Um, but I think if I were to ever do a supernatural tattoo, it would be. It would have to be the demon lock because, yeah, I like them <laughs> on other people. It's just, it's just not something I can do. But whenever somebody else has one, I'm like, oh my god! Like we have a. Becky and I have a good friend who has the protection symbol in the same place the the boys do, and I always get a kick out of it. Mhm. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the anti-possession tattoo in quite a few places: arms, inner arms, uh, same places as the boys. That one, you know, I've seen pictures like on the back. That seems to go pretty much anywhere. Anywhere. Mhm. Well, it's pretty cool. But yeah, if you have the devil lock, I think it kind of has to go on the arm right where Sam had it. But that's devil lock, demon lock, not devil. <laughs> close. <laughs> okay, close. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly close. But the neighborhood. This episode <laughs> also has, again, not a great line per se, but very well delivered. Also, before I say that, I really get a kick out of when he ties the gag around uh, Joe's head, how he holds her head with his chin. I've always gotten a kick out of that. Because, again, it's one of those, you know, tall people problems. (laughs) But um, I like, you know, when when they're running around the barge and Meg tells Dean that he doesn't have the sack. There's just something about the delivery of that line that <laughs> will make me happy every single time. <laughs> Never fails. Never fails. I think I like I like when Dean finally finds Sam in a bar and you know, he's flipped all the holy water on him and everything. And, and Joe's so shocked to find out Sam's possessed. <laughs> it's like, he's that possessed. always, that always trips me out where she's like, he's possessed? Like, really? You just thought 
Sam flipped out on you out of nowhere? Really? Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's like, but, uh, yeah, what did you think was going on with him? Did you think he'd just gone crazy? You know what? <laughs> you know, why did he not think oh. that he was what did you think was the problem? Sam just, Sam just really had internal issues about you, Joe. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like you know, if she wasn't from a hunter family, it'd be like, well, of course, how would she have a clue? It was that kind of reading. It was a reading of somebody that didn't have a clue about the hunting life. And, like, well, and then, about? you know, Jean goes, to chase, but, Jean goes to chase after Sam, and he jumps out the window. And as he's jumping out the window, she's trying to stop him. I'm like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? And I love that he follows Sam out the window. He just, it's like, he's yeah. route, you know, he doesn't go out the door and that, or anything else. He's right behind him, out the window. Yeah. And Going and, back to what I said and, that Meg, Meg Master's an actual person, and Dean says, who are you? And Sam, Meg, whatever, says, I have lots of names. I want to know those names. Mm. Yeah, what's the yeah. original name? Yeah. Although somebody at... At VanCon was um, in yes. Rachel Miner's panel. Great theory. Um, great made, theory. Yeah, made reference to a demon Dumas because I I couldn't hear very well from the back, but that that was the only female demon that fit. I like. Hmm. Um, some said that their theory, you know, because people, you know, demons used to be people, and mm-hmm. all that. That their theory was she was Joan of Arc. Oh, I like hmm. that theory, yes. That was, that was really a good, good theory, theory, too. Interesting. Yeah. Her panel, uh, sidetrack, um, Rich Winner's panel was fantastic, and she was very, um, you know, she came out and she said, I know I'm just, you know, filler while you're waiting for the boys, and, you know, she kind of was like, eh. She didn't really expect, I don't think she expected much, and she had full lines of questions, um, she had very mm-hmm. well thought out answers. Like you can tell, she's someone who mm-hmm. really got this role and fleshed out the character in her head. Mm-hmm. There was there was nothing that like if you referenced Meg prior to her taking the role, she didn't go. Well, you know, I didn't play her at that point, so I don't know. She had mm-hmm. the knowledge, which I mm-hmm. really respected. Um, yeah, she. She came to Chicago, and, and I felt so sorry for her because she had a horrible, horrible, horrible cold that was just starting, and the poor thing was so sick, but she was such a trooper. She came out and did her panel and did her autographs and everything else, and and I felt so bad, but she did. She had a, she was a great panel. She was um, so interesting and a, a lot of fun, and she got a lot of great questions, but I felt so bad. She was so, so very, very sick. I felt so bad, but she... She looked wonderful despite the fact that she had a great outfit and these fabulous boots everybody loved. <laughs> it was like, give me those boots. <laughs> they were so good. <laughs> yeah. Her panel, was, her panel was the one I was looking forward to the most um, mm-hmm. as an unrepentant Meg girl. But mm-hmm. it, she, she totally lived up to the hype. She did not let me down at all. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite answer she gave was someone asked, um, it, it was similar to your question, Benny, that you asked her, but it was um, if if she came back now, if Meg came back, and now with Castiel be, being human, what does she think would happen? And her answer, she said, well, um, he has duck now, right? <laughs> no, that was still me. 
That was yours? Okay. I thought that, that was, was hilarious. Yes, you're now, right? Too, you're too short in the back. <laughs> Um, so, no, that was funny. my question, and then I kind of I kind of remedied my question so she could give it a serious answer, um, because I felt like I I really cared about that that relationship a lot. <laughs> I really 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 did. I was super invested in that. Of and then Robbie Thompson took it all away. <laughs> but I for, I forgive him because he's he's amazing. He's so, he's so sweet. He's absolutely the most genuine, sweet, uh, generous with his time uh, person. Like, he was there all weekend. And he answered everybody's questions. You know, he wasn't even on a panel. And he answered everybody's questions. He stood and mm. talked to everybody that wanted to talk to him for, God, we watched him hours. Yeah, we watched him stand in the lobby. We went to, we were eating. And we watched him stand in the lobby for, God, a good two, two and a half hours. Fielding and that's questions. only the time that we were there, so who knows how long he actually yeah. was there. Because he wow. was already there. He was already there when we, show, when we ate at that at the bar, and he was in the lobby with a bunch of people. And he'd already been there. We don't know for how long. And then Sunday night, um, he and Adam Glass came back to the, to the hotel and just with us, he sat with us for a good 45 minutes, and um, he was with, you know, Lynn from Fangasm and Jules from SuperWiki. There was a bunch of us there, and he was just perfect the whole time he was there. Mm, um, I would, yeah, Adam, I would love to meet him. Adam, so wonderful. Yeah, I would imagine Adam was all, uh, equally as gracious, we just didn't get to see him very much. Well, we mm-hmm. did get to and see his little boy. He's the most beautiful little boy. Aiden. Yes. Aiden? Very pretty. Aiden, yes. yes. <laughs> and he's a Batman fan, so he's automatically, <laughs> like, that kid's already automatically cool in our book. But, um, <laughs> yes, but going back to, why would I start talking about Rachel Miners? Or was it just like to be an ultimate fangirl about her? Probably. We can go back to the episode. I'm done, I'm done gushing over Rachel Miner for now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might come back to it, but for now, for now, I'm good. Hmm. Oh, the lots of names. That's how we got on that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh wait, wait, let me let me gush about Rachel Miner one more time. Once she got all these theories about like who Meg could have really been, her immediate reaction was, "I'm going to go home and research this." So, you know, this is a part she know like, you know, she's been killed off for all intents and purposes. She doesn't know if she's ever going to come back. Um, if Meg comes back, it may not be in her body. And she's still like, no, I'm going to go home and research this. I find this fascinating. Mm-hmm. I adore you. Mm-hmm. Um, the oh. other thing about this episode, you know, we get the... You know, we get the, in my opinion, the fun of Sam being Meg, but we also get, you know, furthering the story arc that Dean is not going to kill Sam. Mm. You know, Meg's whole purpose is at what point is Dean going to break and kill his brother? And he doesn't. No. 
till it finally gets to the point where she's like, well, if he won't shoot Sam, I'm just going to shoot him. Mm-hmm. You know, she, at this point, she's pissed. And after she shoots Dean and she stands there with the wind blowing in, in her hair, looking down, that shouldn't be as attractive as it is. <laughs> and that and that little smile. Oh, that little smile. That little smirk. Should that should not be such an attractive moment. Again, group rate for <laughs> for therapy. <laughs> but you know, the whole way you know, it's marked where you know he lines up the shot and it's just such a quick shot, so cold and quick, and just looking down and being like, all right. That little glare and smirk. So, so good. So good. And then, then of course, you know, one of Becky's favorite things ever is, once again, we get Bobby. (gasps) (gasps) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go to Bobby, one of the things I also like about this episode, and I like that eventually we saw Joe again, but gave an odd closure, an oddly well-done closure to her character at this point because when mm-hmm. Dean tells her it's just such a good, realistic moment where he says that he'll call her and mm-hmm. that, that girl that girl with a crush moment where you go, no, you won't. Yeah. yeah. And just the, fl- the flipping way he says it where he's not really saying it to placate her, it's just that he's not going to call her because it's not going to occur to him. Not, mm, you know, yeah. we, too much happens. He can't stop and think like, oh, maybe I should check in on Joe. And it's nothing against her. It's completely based on his lifestyle. But I like oh, I, I like her realization about that. Mm-hmm. Talking about Bobby, I believe this is the first time we've seen Bobby since. Um, the second season opener, um, As I Lay Dying, is that the name of it? I'll get the name of that one. In My the Time first of Dying? Ep- In My Time of Dying, there we go. Um, it was the first time we'd seen Bobby since that episode. And so, cause I love... To get Bobby few and far between. Right, exactly. And so this is basically the, only the third time we'd ever seen Bobby. And I love that it just sets him up for being such a freaking badass. You know, he's got the beer <laughs> mm-hmm. with the holy water, and he just stands mm-hmm. there while Sam's turning into a dragon, basically. And, <laughs> and then he just knocks him out cold. He knocks him out cold with one punch and don't con a con, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> such a badass moment. Love that. Yeah, I've always I've always loved that gif of I'm a dragon. Yes. <laughs> always, <laughs> so good. <laughs> but you know, I, I I love that the thing about that is you know you get Sam cutting the wire, you get him when Bobby opens the door, he does the dewy sensitive eyes, and he th- and Meg thinks it works. Meg thinks mm-hmm. he's got Bobby, and mm-hmm. I love that when he comes in. Meg is totally looking up at the ceiling at the devil's trap. Mm-hmm. You know, she, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Don't con a con, man. In one punch, he knocks out big old Sam. I love that. Yep. 
Um, back in the, back in and the, I always back up a little um, bit, just 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 because I I like the scene. Um, when Dean comes into the bar and Sam has Joe, and he throws the holy water on Sam, and Sam you know cringes back, and but then when he comes around fast and his eyes are black oh, as the yes. and the hair, just that moment. It's uh, speaking of it, things that things that are hot mm-hmm. that shouldn't be. There's another one. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Yeah. Not everything in the bar should not be hot, and it is. The entire <laughs> bar <laughs> should be appalling. Yeah, well, the, um, one of my best friends, who she's so into Supernatural now, she's gone to two conventions with me. Her name's also Becky. But the way I got her into watching Supernatural was I brought to her a tape with um, Heart and Born Under a Bad Sign on it. And that's how I got her to watch it. And she's not even a Sam girl. She's a Dean. No, she's not. She's very much a Dean. She's a Dean girl, Castiel girl. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I got her into the show was with Heart and Born Under a Bad Sign. I went to a convention with both Beckys. And her whole time we were there, she was like, and cast, and cast, and cast, and cast, and cast. <laughs> <laughs> so let me guess. You watch a show about an angel named Castiel. Are we, are we close? <laughs> I think you watch this show. Um, in this, so seasons one through three were just basically a prologue build up to the Castiel. Well, she she's, 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 she's very, she likes Dean a lot. She likes Dean a lot, too. <laughs> She's not anti-Sam in any way. She just has her own priorities, uh, which, you know, we all do. And, um, but she likes, the she, likes was, the, she likes to insult Sam just to piss me off, though. She's really good at that. <laughs> um, in the scene with Bobby and Meg, what I like, right before Meg takes a drink of the holy water beer, with Bobby's toast when he says, to John, and the way the line delivery is on to Dad, Mm-hmm. It's another one of those just simple lines, but the line delivery is so good because, you know, so many layers of meaning in that. And when he does smoke like a dragon, you like about that, you know, Bobby knocks him out with one punch. But what I like is the look on Bobby's face as he finishes his sip of beer. The look that Jim Beaver gives the character is just like, mm-hmm. Idiot. Yep. <laughs> oh, Jim Beaver, he's awesome. I miss him. Well, he could pop up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, the very first convention I went to, which was the very first convention for Supernatural, back then, you know, you know, since 2007, we didn't know that, you know, Jared had, was big old Latin geek in school. And so I was like, you know, how much did you have to struggle to, you know, Latinate, and I said Latinate, so fluidly at certain points and all this. And, you know, he could have easily said, I took Latin in high school, I'm good at this. But no, he didn't. But, again, character-wise, it goes back to, you know, how in the early season Sam struggles to get through it and yet for Meg, it is literally her first language, and she's completely mm-hmm. fluent in it. 
And I like, again, I just like those little things. I love those words, too, when he's Sam and he's showing the new tricks and tied to the chair and the whatever Latin he's saying there, it's glorum swarum. <laughs> you know, the way they, they just roll off is the glorum swarum. Like, I, I don't know what you're saying, but they sound really cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Oh, before I forget about it, um, while we were at um, Vancouver for the convention, Jared and Jensen signed a whole bunch of stuff for us, and we will be auctioning that and a whole bunch of other really cool stuff, hopefully starting this week, and with the proceeds going to Team Levi. So if you're listening, keep watching. We will be posting those hopefully this week. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, we've got about 10 minutes left on the live stream. Um, I'm watching, I'm just watching the chuckling. The evil laugh. The evil laugh. (laughs) Oh, I love the evil laugh. (laughs) What I always thought sucked about, (laughs) not sucked about this episode, but for sadness, when Sam is finally sad again, there is absolutely no reason for Dean to punch him. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Except that he's angry. That. He's annoyed that he's fucking put you all funny, But I'm like, why would you even do that? It's not his fault. But and what is that Jensen's idea? Thing to do. It's such a brother thing yeah, to do. It's like, you dumbass, you've just been beating the crap out of me for the last ten minutes, you know. And I always felt more like dumbass. You would have got yourself possessed. <laughs> yeah, and wasn't that Jensen's what? idea? I think it was he did say that. Yeah, that they they thought mm-hmm. it'd be funny to do a take with him punching him. I don't know if they said really whose idea it was. It was like they both decided it, and that's why when the when as Dean's falling, he doesn't have the blood on his face that he did. Yeah, you know he that he's supposed to have. Mm. But I do love you know when. Meg is is being the crap out of Dean when he sticks his thumb in the bullet wound. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, what I even love even more than that is Dean puts his hand over on Sam's hand to try to pull it off, and um, mm-hmm. and Sam Meg um, takes a second to to pull to push that hand out of the way to push Dean's hand back off. I love that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, yeah, the, the punch was always one of those things. I was like, that's so mean. He's all disoriented. He's been possessed for a week, and the first thing that happens is you deck him. But I do love that as soon as he's awake, the very first thing Sam does is he, cause he just got burned on his arm, you know, so he clutches his arm where his arm is burned mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So I, I so love that, that guy. Miss anything? Burn, you should be screaming. So, and you know, so we get the, get they get the medallions, the anti-position medallions, and now you know, years later, we had to progress to actually inked, inked and skin tattoos, um, 
which I have to say, for season nine, if Castiel doesn't end up with an anti-possession tattoo, I will be sorely disappointed on a continuity level. Because mm. that, that's a liability right there. Kevin Tran has oh, one. Yeah. Um, Charlie, Charlie needs one. Charlie needs one. Yeah, continuity. I need, I need continuity. I don't care about Adam Milligan. I care about tattoos. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things um, that continuity are important for and some that aren't. Oh, you're really aching for it, aren't you? <laughs> you're my favorite and you know it. Uh, um, I love you too. But yes, and you know, the end of this episode, so we're closing in on the end of our live stream is, you know, and Becky said earlier, you know, we get the iconic line of Hufel on how to grow inside of you for a whole week, which is <laughs> not just a funny line, but it's very much a family thing to do and a Winchester thing to do is to diffuse a really important moment with inappropriate humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it made Sam laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because Sam's talking about, you know, he was he was aware the whole time that Meg was beating Wandell to death, he was conscious of it. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, though, I hate the line where Sam says, and I saw the light go out in his eyes. Oh, I hate that line. I hate that line. That's not the line I hate. The, the line I hate is, I feel like my head is on fire. Oh, yeah. That's the <laughs> line I hate. I don't, mind the li- I don't mind the light going out in his eyes line, but my head is on fire. I don't like that line. It's just super cheesy to me. I mean, Jared sells it well, but the line itself, no. Nah. That's the way I feel about the saw the light going on in his eyes. So cheesy. Mm-hmm. That's a very odd choice of phrasing for that moment. You know, it's very mm. like it's a bit of poetry or prose if you're. You know, yeah, it's, and it's purple prose at that. that, but it's not really a Winchester kind of thing even if it is Sam. Um, I like we got a little bit of uh, Dean's opinion on Bon Jovi in this episode, you know. <laughs> Sam checks in as, you know, Richie Sambora. Does that mean Meg is the, is the Bon Jovi fan, or she just picked the wrong well, music fantastic. So, Meg's <laughs> fantastic, so obviously she's a Bon Jovi fan. Or she did it just to make fun of Sam, you know, make, so Dean well, would make that. fun of Sam. Yeah, now that should have been Dean's first clue. <laughs> you know, it's like really, really <laughs> Yeah, but he's always making fun of Sam's music music choices. So, um, yep. we've only got about five more minutes. Obviously, we're not going to be. You can tell from us jumping around in for this podcast, we're not going to be able to get through the entirety of season, what would remain of season one and season two before the season premiere because it's just around the corner. Finally. Um, so for our next, for our next podcast, we'll try to round up another bunch with some kind of theme, um, excuse me, we'll have to think about that. So if anybody has any suggestions, Mm -hmm. feel free to tweet us or we're also on Facebook. Um, and as always, you know, if you have talking points or anything you want 
us to specifically discuss, you can tweet us, Facebook us, email us, or call us when we're on. <laughs> yep, it's an average. We're Winchester Bros. Winchester Bros. everywhere. Winchester Bros. Yes. Winchester Bros. on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, I forgot to mention earlier, you can also listen and download to the podcast through iTunes, besides on blogtalkradio.com, and finding a link on our homepage. And, and we also have an app. Yes, and we have we an have app. There's an app for that. Winchester Brothers, there's yes. an app for that. <laughs> um, um, if you'd like to email us directly, um, you can email us through the site. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. I think that's it. This is fun. We had a Meg Fest, and it was fun. And um, we realized we all need therapy because things that are hot. Things that are hot that shouldn't be, we realize we need therapy. I don't know so how I'm the first to explain to, to a psychologist that what I dig is really tiny women possessing really large men and then acting <laughs> evil about it. I don't know how to like present that to somebody. <laughs> Yeah, they could write a whole book. Understand. <laughs> they could publish a whole paper on that. <laughs> yeah, I like when the tiniest of women possess the largest of men, and then talk another like tiny woman around. <laughs> be like Sam yeah. yeah. and then toss another tiny woman around the room. <laughs> so, but thank you to everyone who listened to us or who downloads us later, and thank you to our callers. Yes, mahalo. <laughs> to our <laughs> friend in Hawaii. <laughs> Thank you to Whitney, um, who uh, thought she was alone, but she isn't. <laughs> There's lots and lots of supernatural fans. There are there. tons of us, Whitney. Yep. Thanks for calling. Thanks everybody for listening. And, uh, yeah. Good night, everyone. Yep. Good night, everyone. Talk to you next Good night time. On Twitter. We'll let you know when the next podcast pops up. In the meantime, thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye.